When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, welcome to Who Cares About the Rock Hall, a podcast about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm your host, Joe Quazala, and here's a few things. First off, I know too much about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but item number two, I'm here alone. It's July. We are starting a new bad pun theme month, and I don't think I'm going to tell you what it is yet because Kristen's not with me, and I want to reveal it to her as I reveal it to you guys for the very first time. But what I will do is I will keep with the theme. You won't know what the theme is. You can make your guesses as to what it's going to be. Obviously, it's not going to be the same as last year. It's not going to be Foo Lie. It'll be something different. And your clue is that we are going to rerun our very first conversation about Duran Duran. From June 21st, 2019. So we're looking at more than three years ago. First time we talked about Duran Duran, that was with our friend Dave Schilling. And so that's going to be the first episode, the first installment of this new Bad Pun theme month. You don't know what it is, but it's a rerun of a Duran Duran episode. So think about that. Make your guesses. What could this theme month be? Also, I have COVID. So the Chicago show that I had been promoting on this show on the 29th obviously did not happen, but uh, I hope to reschedule that soon. If you paid for a ticket, you will get reimbursed. But yeah, that's uh, that. Uh, We hope you enjoy this episode and we'll be back with a brand new episode next week so enjoy uh, dave so i you suggested incubus and i was like interesting but i was thinking duran duran i think that was a better choice and by the, far. the reason why i thought duran duran because it's a band that i wanted to talk about on this podcast and what i did was i sometimes will do this i'll go to twitter and i'll see oh yeah anyone joe's research it method brilliant. is anyone that i follow have they tweeted about duran duran and we've got we've got a, a few nice. and we've, we've got one that has happened since i did this search from five Five days ago, which is that uh, Jason Bentley stepping down from Morning Becomes Eclectic on KCRW, and Dave said, hire me and I'll play mostly Duran Duran. People will love it. It's true. <laughs> from May, the only thing really holding me back is my love of Duran Duran. Also, Dave. <laughs> oh, weird. Okay. Yeah. And then we've got two more. I only sing Duran Duran at karaoke. That's me too. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. And then here's the one that I thought this is this is why Dave has to talk about Duran Duran on the podcast. This is from March 4th of this year. Duran Duran is better than the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> They're better. They have more hit songs. <laughs> it's not true. I do no, not think you are so correct. You are very, very incorrect. <laughs> Depends on how you define a hit. Interesting. I okay. Feel like, I feel like there's kind I, of I a still, way I that mean, we've all agreed. I mean, literally, even just like songs, period, the Beatles probably still have more. <laughs> Regardless uh, of if you... Quite a few Duran Duran albums that came out that no one bought. So there are plenty of songs. Walk us through what Duran Duran means to you and, and why they're better than the Beatles or why you, you uh, would like <laughs> to talk about them. I prefer them to the Beatles. Okay, there you go. For whatever reason, I've always been fascinated by the 80s. Okay. And 80s music. Mm-hmm. And Duran Duran was easily accessible because it was so popular. And I'm a big James Bond fan. Okay. And I think that was the, the first thing that really got me into oh, Duran Duran. Was a View to a Kill. A View to a Kill. Which is, I think, probably top five best Bond, Bond songs. Yes. Yeah. And certainly one of the most popular. What yeah. do you think Arguably is the, the most, most best? I mean, <laughs> people would say Skyfall. Skyfall, Goldfinger. Oh, Skyfall I would is... say Goldfinger is probably the one that's the gold standard. Hello. Let Die okay, wait, is okay. also a great one. Oh, and that's that's that was a Bond yeah, theme. Yeah, that's an excellent one. That's, that's a Bond theme. Yeah, the, it's a the movie's movie. called Live and Let Die. Wow. I mean, I know the song. It's very I mostly know the um, Guns N' Roses cover yeah. of it. <laughs> what does it matter to you? It does not suck. Yeah. <laughs> Give me some reggae. Um, <laughs> but um, uh, Goldeneye, did Tina Turner do that one? Yes. Okay. Skyfall was Adele. Right. Mm-hmm. View to a Kill Duran Duran. There were some weird ones at the beginning of the Daniel Craig era where it was. Who like, did Octopussy? Did someone do. Is there an Octopussy one? Octopussy. Yes, was, it was called All Time High. It was by Rita Coolidge. We're an all time high. We'll change all that's gone before. But the early Daniel Craig, there's like uh, Alicia Keys and Jack White yep. on a song Another together. Way to Die. Chris Cornell at the nadir of his powers. I'd you, say. You know my name. Wow. People also people like the Carly Simon one. Yeah, uh, nobody. That's does it one better. of my favorites too. Yeah. Nobody does it better. Yep. Baby, yeah. you're the best. Yep. That's from. That's a James Bond theme. It literally <laughs> says the spy who loved me in the song. I do not remember that mm-hmm. part. That's I just another karaoke. Nobody does it better. Though sometimes I wish someone could. 
I think the, the maybe the weirdest one is the one that Aha did, or the fact that Aha Living did, Daylights. A, did a Bond song, and that's a Timothy Dalton one. Mm-hmm. Living Daylights, my lights, live my daylights. Pretty close, guys. <laughs> is that it? I think one of the reasons why they picked Aha was because A View to a Kill was such a huge success. It was the only James Bond oh. theme to ever top the Billboard charts. Yeah. America. So they were like, well, what's the next, what do we think as movie producers is the next Duran Duran? It's got to be Aha. <laughs> yeah. Because they had a huge success with yeah. Take On Me. Okay. So that was kind of your entryway into Duran Duran. Yeah. I, I, uh, as a big James Bond guy, it was just a song I heard a lot, even mm-hmm. though it was a movie that I thought was pretty bad. And then I uh, got into their back catalog from there. I listened to their Greatest Hits album a lot in college. Yeah, I was going to say, they, they're a great Greatest Hits band. They're, they're a perfect Greatest Hits band because they have some wonderful singles that are very catchy in a variety of different tempos and styles. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you say mostly upbeat, though? Yeah, yeah. Ordinary World, great ballad. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, they, the they 90s, could, right? It is yes. the 90s, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that, uh, I think that was on the wedding album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, I mean, they, that song is a wedding It makes song. me cry. Yeah. Oh, that's I a mean, beautiful song. You, you reflect on your life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what I'm going to listen to when I drive it off the cliff in my car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Duran Duran is a... Uh, well, they made their first Hall of Fame appearance. It was this year because they inducted Roxy Music. Oh, Specifically, brilliant. Simon LeBon and John Taylor gave the speech to the induct Roxy Music. The dynamic comedic duo. They were, <laughs> we were boring. <laughs> what? No. We, we thought they were going to be a lot of fun because they have a reputation as being fun. And we had, we had talked to Kat Corbett from K-Rock and she's like, oh, they're a blast. They're going to be so much fun. And they were like kind of stiffly reading the teleprompter and then at times reading each other's lines. Yeah. After the person already said it. They repeated each other's jokes. It was pretty yeah, wild. It wasn't, wasn't the best. But yeah, it's like Duran Duran is now, I think because of that, because of their appearance, they're a part of the conversation, you know, and it also feels like, okay, if you're knocking off these popular bands from the 80s, you know, the Def Leppard was this year, Duran Duran feels like they might be next. They're the most representative of a certain genre of like new romantic, synthy, new wave. Yeah, they are definitely pop. on the Rushmore of new wave. I remember when Carl Tart was on, he was talking about how his dad knew a lot of Duran Duran songs because of MTV, because mm-hmm. of watching MTV in the 80s and waiting for like a Prince or a Michael Jackson video to come on. And then he had to watch a Duran Duran videos yeah. and Whitesnake and stuff yeah. like in the midst or whatever. And I feel like, too, Duran Duran got very popular because of their look, their style, their music their videos. videos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it was like a lot of babes, right? There was like oh, swimsuits yeah. and babes. The, the Rio video specifically is just them on a boat and there's just ladies in bikinis and they're wearing suits, of course. Yeah. They're fully clothed. They're mm-hmm. like Miami Vice suits, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, that kind of uh, chic uh, 80s pastel Yeah. I think um, image and music video aesthetic should be more important when you talk about putting someone in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because of the era in which they became successful, that was important. Mm -hmm. MTV and Duran Duran was like a symbiotic relationship. Yeah. Like MTV helped break Duran Duran in America, but then also Duran Duran's videos, which they were making before MTV was a thing, 
helped to elevate the form of the music video, which then in turn helped MTV. Elevate the form of the music video? Yeah, oh, absolutely. I, to me, it I will, I will not seen back Hungry Like the Wolf? Oh, well, I, 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 have I seen what? The Hungry, Hungry Like the Wolf? Like yeah, the wolf. they all have the face paint. Yeah, it's the like, woman has it's the like face Temple paint. It's like Temple They're on safari. Yeah. I guess to me, uh, I feel that it helps cement the aesthetic of a certain time, a certain moment in time, but I don't necessarily feel that it elevated. Like, do you feel that? I think so, because they they were like the first ones to use film. At that point, a lot of music videos were just kind of on tape and they kind of looked like junk. Yeah. And they were make. I mean, they were hiring filmmakers and they were shooting on like 35 millimeter and they were making stories and like the visuals. I do think they absolutely elevated Like, well, what are some good, because I mean, like I can name a lot of music videos from that, that era that had more of a like interesting thing i i think I, when i think of a duran duran video i think of just bikini clad women dancing on things i think if you revisited hungry like the wolf in particular and then what else the rio video we've already sure. had rio rio they're on a yacht and mm-hmm. there are women dancing in bathing suits yeah but it was cinematic in the way that they shot the beautiful <laughs> bathing suits <laughs> Don't you think? You know, it's like yeah. bad had a, um, a a narrative. You know, um, well, that bad. was much later. That was, yeah. so was that's eighty eight. You're right, and this and was this like eighty four. I think you know, none of them really psych up the thriller directed by our friend John Landis. John Landis' oh, father. Boy. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard of it of his yeah. son. Yeah, I know nothing. Well, nothing problematic about a Michael Jackson video directed <laughs> by, by John Landis. Landis. Uh, but I mean, oh, I guess boy. I just. I think they were. I think the thing about Duran Duran is they were early. And groundbreaking for that reason, because of what they were doing at the at the very beginning. Of yeah, the Rio video is from 1982. I guess I'm just saying, like, to me, there's nothing that groundbreaking about women being objectified. Like, to me, like, it just like that, like, like for four minutes, like, it's very fun and hot to look at. It's like a sexy, fun. Again, thing or I think whatever, like the, the way like, the I mean, they were on location for Hungry Like the Wolf in Sri Lanka, I think. No one was spending money. I think we're not saying that artistically people on a boat in, in various I would say even like, the boat one and if we're just talking about hungry like the wolf and I, i'm willing to put all my chips was on hungry that like the wolf what year did hungry like the wolf come out i think same year 82 83 yeah if you watch it it's just the fact that they were shooting on location it wasn't just a band yeah i mean i see that i can see that and as like a... walk I, there's a shot of him walking out of like a swamp and his eyes are open and it's just, yeah, just things it's that like you, rainbow yeah it's uh, it's temple of doom e in the way that that uh, whole thing is it, it was directed by uh, Russell Mulcahy, who directed um, Highlander. Right. He, did, he also he directed did a few. The Shadow. Yeah, he was kind of like their go-to guy. Uh, he did the videos for Planet Earth, My Own Way, Lonely in Your Nightmare, Hungry Like the Wolf, Save a Prayer, Rio, Night Boat, Is There Something I Should Know, The Reflex, and one of my favorite Duran Duran songs, Wild Boys. Sure. Wild Boys. Wild Boys. Wild Boys. And he did a bunch of the Elton film, John uh, The Lost Boys, yes? No, no, I, I, no, no. You're thinking, thinking of, of the song Lost Boys. <laughs> I do know the Lost Boys song, but I thought Wild Boys was featured. Oh, maybe. No, no. There's that really weird song with the uh, kids singing at the beginning of Lost yeah, Boys. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. It's very haunting. It's very haunting. That was a very good rendition if you knew uh-huh. what to look for. Well, Dave, we've, we've talked a lot about how it's kind of confusing and there's no real categories for inclusion into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Like, how do you determine if someone is worthy? Well, I'm a nerd and I've come up with a list of criteria. Fantastic. So we're going to go through the criteria for Duran Duran. Uh, first up, we have critical acclaim. 
Oof, boy. Yeah, I don't know that I would call them. They're one of those bands that I think over time critics now look back at them to say they had some merit, but I don't think they were even close to being critical darlings. I think they were appreciated, but, you know. I think they were just, like, too popular. I think they were too hot. Too hot, yeah. Let me run through a list of Duran Duran's awards. Sure. These are literally good. They're all Billboard Music Awards. I can see the chart is coming through. Not true. Okay. So in 1985, Duran Duran won an American Music Award for Favorite Group Video, Artists, Pop, Rock, Band, or Duo. Are you going to say every single award? I'm really (laughs) They did not win. Oh. Uh, In in 1983, they were nominated for a bunch of Billboard Music Awards, did not win. And I would say typically these uh, awards are not given to critical darlings. Yeah. You know, these are the people's. I'm going, uh, there's more. Okay, sure, sure, sure. They won... Best British Music Video at the Brit Awards. These are Music Video Awards. We've already discussed that their music videos are like... Yeah, the some of their best Two outfit. Grammys for Best Music Video. Only- <laughs> are you kidding? Nope. Oh they were, uh, were nominated for a Golden Globe now, how for many a View VMAs to Kill. did they win? Oh, only two. Come on. <laughs> they were nominated... When did the VMAs start, though? They must not have started. Wait. In, in 1984. They in 1984 and they didn't win. They lost for Best Editing for the Reflex, Best Stage Performance for the Reflex. Hungry Like the Wolf didn't even make it. They did win a Lifetime Achievement Award. So, I think what the point is, is no. at the time, right. not critically acclaimed. Yes. You Absolutely are right. Not. Yeah. But so now, people think, are seeing yes. what the, the benefit is. You, you get the was. value and you can look past their kind of teeny bopper image, which I think really hurt them critically. How many I Juno mean, obviously, awards? they were very popular, but like when you think about the fact that they were on the cover of like every magazine for teen girls f- for a stretch there, like every single month. And they were, the, you know, the Fab Five. It was like, pick which one is the dreamiest. Simon. Simon. <laughs> Get a clue. Are you kidding? I, the, I, we just watched uh, Hungry Like the Wolf, and I was like, I get yeah. it. Yeah. You, yeah. There's I a, mean, the video is fine, but Simon LeBon. He's a handsome guy. There's a point when these bands, Duran Duran or Adam Ant or, or AHA or whatever, they're supposed to do something classy. They're mm-hmm. supposed to make their Sgt. Pepper. Right. There is a narrative to every music group based on the template of the Beatles. Mm-hmm. Is you, you can be a teeny bopper, but at some point you have to make your magnum opus and you, you have to, have to show up. us. Yeah, you have to grow up. Even mm-hmm. though... You gotta show up and grow up, baby. Duran Duran were already adults. They weren't teens. They were teen idols, but they weren't oh, children. They were young. But they weren't kids. I don't know. Like when I'm thinking about the Beatles, how old mm-hmm. were the Beatles during I want to their... say, honestly, it's comparable. Okay, so Simon Le Bon. So did they ever show up and grow up? Did they just No, refuse? they didn't. They said, I'm not going to grow up. Their evolution was more like, we'll make dancier, funkier music, but it was never like, oh, we're, we're sophisticated now. Yeah, there wasn't like a serious album that they, that they put out. Well, a thing I can tell you about their sex appeal is it remains today because when they did induct Ro- Roxy, is that who they inducted? Mm-hmm. When they inducted Roxy at the Rock Hall inductions this year, some major wooing as they walked out on stage and someone yelling, we, we love you, Duran Duran. <laughs> I thought they yelled. He said, we love you, Duran Duran. Oh. He was 26 in 1984. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, maybe, I think some of them were younger. I don't know. At any I'm, rate. I'm thinking more about like, if you were to consider the maturation of the Backstreet Boys or NSYNC. Mm-hmm. They were, were much younger than, 26. and they were they were becoming men. Yes, in in front of our very eyes. And right. neither of those bands ever made a Sgt. Pepper, unless you. But consider, they all broke up. 
Unless you consider the album Celebrity by NSYNC to be there. <laughs> uh, Sgt. Pepper, which the, mm, I might. <laughs> the boy band trajectory then became make as many big records as you can, split up. And then someone becomes George Michael. Some, yeah, and someone becomes Andrew Ridgely. Yeah. Or Robbie Williams and the rest of Take That. Take That. Mm-hmm. Which take is, that, the rest of Take That. <laughs> take That was kind of like the modern, like the 90s Duran Duran in that they were very in the UK. photogenic in the UK, big music videos. Mm-hmm. And so Duran Duran never split up? Did they never split up? No, they not not, not in the way up, they... Never say die. Just I think part of why we've been able to go back and uh, really acknowledge the worth of Duran Duran is that they wrote their songs. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They weren't prefabricated. They weren't a machine. They oh. they were writing. They were a band, you know, and they wrote their own songs and they played their own shit. And that there's merit to that, obviously. The next category is classic albums. Now, I heard their greatest hits album. Is really <laughs> yes, good. I think that is. I think that is definitely not in their favor. Yeah, I think if they have a classic album, it's Rio. Yep. Rio is uh, was their second album. That was kind of the one that. So they wrote those words. Her name is Rio, and she dances on the sand. Can you believe that? Uh, <laughs> Your name was Rio, wouldn't you? <laughs> Do we think Duran Duran shows up on the Rolling Stone 500 Greatest Albums? No, no. You guys are correct. Yeah, there's no showing either on songs or. But no songs. No. I thought they might have a shot with songs. Yeah. And I thought it might be Hungry Life of the Wolf. Well, yeah, that's the next category: iconic slash recognizable songs. Let me see if I can name some Duran Duran songs. Sure, and you know, I think to their credit, they have more recognizable songs than you would think at a. I know glance. that they do. Yeah, I mean Rio. So Hungry Like the Wolf, like you said, Hungry is like probably the wolf. their biggest. I would say. Yes. Uh, the reflex. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about this that James Bond wanted you to a kill. Yeah, Wild Boys. Sure. And then, I mean, those are just ones we've talked about, and I'm uh, yeah. And there's still so many more. So let's kind of go through it chronologically. I think their first like kind of iconic song that came from their first album is "Girls on Film." <laughs> Uh, they wrote that? <laughs> I mean, again, if you can imagine, these young these young men came up with those lyrics. But Girls on Film is one I think that endures. And then when we get to the Rio album, that's when we have songs like Hungry Like the Wolf. Smell like a sound. I'm lost in the crowd. I'm hungry like the wolf. Which I think that, it's an incredible pop song, but that... Uh, combined with the music video made it a phenomenon at that time. Then the title track from Rio. I think similar thing, that plus the music video. But I think those two songs are candidates for the best songs that they ever wrote. Whoa, yeah. hold up a second. It's me, Joe, from the future slash the present are you enjoying this episode it's from a while ago do we agree with everything that we're saying at this time no not anymore but uh it's a look into the past it's a time capsule and so we hope you're enjoying it but now you know we gotta take a break we'll be right back wow what a break huh Are you enjoying the current day? Look at all the things we have that we didn't have back in uh, 2019. AirPods. 
I think. Maybe those are around. I don't remember. But uh, let's get back to the conversation. A rerun of our June 2019 Duran Duran episode with Dave Schilling. Enjoy. Also from Rio is the song Save a Prayer. Which is another ballad. I'll another save beautiful a little bit. prayer. No. Don't save And then uh, another song that I don't, it's not maybe recognizable, but I think is one of their best songs that's off of Rio is called The Chauffeur. Mm. How's this go? Driver, take me to a lady's house. The, the, Jesus, <laughs> take the wheel is the, the main the thing chorus. for The Chauffeur, I think, is it's like synth riff. almost sounds like it could be a James yeah. Bond song. This also sounds like it could be like the theme to a horror film. At mm-hmm. this moment, I'm feeling very ominous. Yeah, it's Is the chauffeur, chauffeur a killer? Is that the story of this song? I haven't paid attention to the lyrics. I was just going to say, the lyrics to Duran Duran songs don't always register with me. Mm-hmm. A lot of times the production is more exciting to me than the lyrics. There, there are some fine lyrics, yeah. but nothing where I really get much of a meaning. Like yeah, some me, of their it's best. About what the is kind some, of yeah. vibe and like it's party music. Whatever they're singing, I can, can probably guess. Usually about a woman. That's <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But I think now that we're talking about it, you can kind of see why people looked at this in the '80s and said, "This is horseshit." And then uh, the song. Is there something I should know? They have an album called Seven and the Ragged Tiger, which has Union of the Snake. I've heard of that. Play it. Okay. This is the reflex. And, so the, the reflex yeah. was also on this album. Yeah. I, what? Yeah. yeah. No. So obviously they were in that this. That is the same song. Yeah, and the reflex uh, oh, was no. <laughs> was mixed by Nile Rodgers. Hell yeah! And this was when Nile Rodgers started to become kind of a, a collaborator with them. Also on on Seven on the Ragged Tiger was a song called New Moon on Monday. So yeah, what we oh, have yeah. they released Wild Boys after this. Wild Boys never lose it. Wild Boys never chose this way. Wild Boys never close your eyes. Wild Boys always. Was that an album as well? That was Wild Boys was was a new track that they put on a live album. Whoa. Yeah. It was kind of a compilation thing. And then they did A View to a Kill, the James Bond song, Mm -hmm. which is great. Meeting you with a view to a kill. 
which I think A View to a Kill sounds a lot like Out of the Blue by Roxy Music. Mm. That's mm. my that's my little crackpot theory. All your cares now they seem so far away. Um, and then when you get to the Notor- Notorious album, which is where they were really, it was almost like now Rogers was a member of the band at this point because yeah, their guitarist, Notorious is like, dang. Yeah, their guitarist had left Andy Taylor and Roger Taylor, the uh, drummer, no relation to either Andy, John, or, or James, James, <laughs> or the other or rock Tim. and roll drummer named Tell Roger him? Taylor. You know, because uh, Queen's drummer is also named Roger Taylor. Oh boy. But yeah, it was a three piece at that point. But then now Rogers was doing production and also playing guitar and stuff. So Notorious is a big one off of that album, also called Notorious. Not, not, notorious, notorious. <gasps> no, no, notorious. And then, you know, there's, there, I would say there's nothing. What year was Notorious? What, what year did Notorious come out? Late 80s? What is it? It came out in 1986. Yeah. Not even barely late. And then in Rowdy. the 90s, I'd say their only huge song, recognizable song, is Ordinary, Ordinary World. World. But I won't cry for yesterday. There's an ordinary world. Somehow I have to find. It might be one of their best, if not their best actual song. Yes, as a like structured song. It is a really good song. It's, yeah. It's a against all odds that they were able to pull something out like that in the What's 90s. What's weird yeah. is that in this moment, the song that I like the best is that Union of the Snakes song. I'm like, that song it's kicks fun. ass. Yeah. It's funky. It's yeah. cool. I like it. I'm probably going to add it to a playlist. Good. And maybe, I'd say this is an off chance, you would know the song Come Undone. Oh, I do know that song. It's one of my yeah. least favorites, gotta say. It's a, it's uh, a, yeah, that came out in the 90s as well. Yeah, yeah. Right. I, I yeah. remember when it came okay. out. That was also on the wedding album with the Yeah, those are World. the two big tracks off the yeah. wedding album. So I think they do they do pretty well in this category. This is the category for them in terms of like recognizable yeah. songs. Yeah, more than you would think initially. They have a ton of, of great singles. Next category is commercial success. I mean they forget Bang-a-rang. it. Sold they over a hundred million records. That's uh they are up there among the greatest selling bands of all time. Which is crazy because you look at their list of studio albums. Mm-hmm. The self-titled in 81, Rio, Seven and the Ragged Tiger, Notorious, and then the the wedding album, and then the rest of it is like, I don't care. Yeah, I mean, like, Was even... that their last album, the one in the 90s? No. Oh, my God. They, they put, put out an album four years ago. What? It's and called then, Paper Gods. Uh-uh. 2015, 2010, 2007, 2004, 2097, there are... Uh, albums from all those years. Do uh, people still buy them? Well, you know what's interesting is the way albums chart now is like Paper Gods went to number five in the UK, number ten in the US. Because the people because no who one buy buys them albums them anymore. Bought, yeah. yeah, and yeah. it's like the people who do buy albums are yeah. people who uh, are clinging is, to the these 80s. are legacy buys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you know, they had a run there for a while. You know, Rio went two times platinum. Rio was so big. That then their album before it started to sell well. well they do that. It was like one yeah, of those yeah. things. That yeah, happened with somebody else recently. Uh, a lot of people. It happens to a lot of people. Paper. Um, what is it? Paper. Gods. Gods opened 
at number five on the UK album charts. I believe that. Opened. The UK. Yeah. So then the next category is longevity. So we're kind of talking about it. They are an 80s band, you know. Yep. 81 was the first album, and then they made it into, I mean, surprisingly, with the what wedding album. What was the wedding album? 93. Okay, that's, that's what it feels I mean, like it's post-grunge, me. so that's impressive yep. that they were able to do that uh, but get away with, with it. two kind of ballady songs, too. Ordinary World and uh And Come Undone. And Come Undone. Yeah, they had to they had to But we'll try adapt a little to bit. Stay and and other contemporaries of Duran Duran playing similar music, like Depeche Mode, went darker. Mm-hmm. Like Depeche Mode got more industrial and aggressive and heroin cheeky. Yeah. Sad and, and Yeah, and Duran Duran went like, We're just gonna make these fucking pop ballads. Right. And lean into the dance thing a little bit. Yeah, yeah. well imagine yeah. if Duran Duran had tried to get dark. That's something we do not want. You would, it wouldn't ring true. It would be it would terrible. Have been we would hate it. It's like Hootie like, and the Blowfish's second album. Come on, guys. <laughs> Did they try to go dark? Um, Fairweather Johnson. Fairweather Every Johnson. time I look at you, I go blind. Is that not, from their second album? I don't think so. That's uh, oh. not even their song. Is that from a um, That's from like the Friends soundtrack. soundtrack. Or something. <laughs> I think it's literally from the Friends soundtrack. I genuinely is, love that song. I think the band was called 50-50 or something that wow. originally wrote that song. Well, what's wild is I... I really love that song. Fairweather that's Johnson. That's my favorite stupid what was their, booty song. Uh, yeah. Old Man and Me or something. I forget. No, that's a, <laughs> that is a, uh, not a, uh, that's a Mac DeMarco song. Anyway, <laughs> uh, next category is innovation influence. Really, I think the most innovative thing they did was probably the music videos. Although. So you said that they were playing all their instruments and stuff, but they're mm-hmm. compute they're They synth, sound they synthy. Had, the guy named Nick Rhodes was a synth. He was a synth player. But they, uh, I feel like their influence is hard to measure because what they were doing was not cool very suddenly in the 90s. But I think it's come back around and we've seen artists who grew up on them that have leaned into the dance pop since well and like dance pop became came back so hard again in the 2000s yeah like indie dance pop you know kind of the like chick 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 era yeah, of that was when i was the cool. rapture yeah. all of that stuff i think that's part of why i became a fan is because i could see the continuum from duran duran to all of that when i was the dfa in bands. college and like at the height of trying to be cool. Yeah. It was like, oh yeah, Duran Duran is just like that. Or the Smiths are just like that. Well, you know who uh, you, you who produced their 2007 album, Red Carpet Massacre? Nile Rodgers. Timbaland. Oh. What? I think that was the last time they had like a big like release sort of what? marketing blitz. Was there blitz. any song that they tried to put out from Red Carpet Massacre? Oh, I'm sure that they... they well, did they yeah. have a Nelly Furtado yeah, guest what was verse the, on, what was on the, anything? Um, like, well, you know who also worked on that album with Timberland was Justin Ms. Timberlake. Mm. Oh, okay. <laughs> Timberlake loves Duran Duran and was As like... He should. Wanting to... He did vocals this. on some of it, did he? No, this production. Interesting. I will say I did not listen to any of this. Mm-hmm. I did just... It, it didn't matter to me because it was contemporary but um, I, think I mean it, a song called Falling Down looks like it was the single that they were trying to push off of this album should we listen to it yeah yeah so yeah that sounds like a Justin Timberlake song but with a worse singer yeah alright yeah. Next category. Does my mom know who they are? 
Yes. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. That's, Not even a question. And that helps. Sometimes that's the most important category. Guys, it's time for the verdict. Should Duran Duran be in the Rock and Hall of Fame? Will they be in the Rock and Hall of Fame? And if so, when? Kristen, we'll start with you. Wow. I don't really care about Duran Duran. I enjoyed this discussion and sojourn down their career path. I think they're good. I like them, but mm-hmm. I, I don't think that... I don't know. I don't think that they should be. Honestly, to me, there are other bands that I'd rather see get in before them. But will they be? I actually think yes, okay. um, because of the them inducting... Um, Roxy uh, Roxy And just cause like The stuff that we were saying Like a lot of their Innovation for me Came from Like you were, like Music videos They're very of a time I don't I wouldn't be angry If they got in But I'm just like I don't need it You know mm-hmm. um, But I do think That they will get in And I think they'll get in And probably like Within 10 years mm-hmm. I, I could see it happening For them Because I imagine that we're going to get to a point where bands who love Duran Duran are going to be mad that they're not in if they yeah. are in. And mm-hmm. that's why I think that they'll get in. Well, yeah. Okay. I, I agree. I agree with that sentiment to a point. I think it will be around 10 years for them to get in. Um, once some people have cycled out of the voting that maybe have lingering distaste for Duran Duran. Sure. I think they do deserve to go in, certainly. I will side with you a little bit and say they're more deserving acts that deserve to go in first. But you can't really look at it that way. You have to look at it. Do they deserve it? Do they have the resume? Eventually they'll get in or not, but they should get in. It's not a, a hierarchy of you need to go in first and you right, need to go in no, after. We, that, that is already out the window. Yeah. You know, like if, if we wanted everything to be in order, it's been fucked up. There's like so many can. shocking omissions. Yeah, it's it's hard to hard to do that. Okay, I think they should get in. I think they have enough singles and that they kind of represented a time and those songs have endured and people know a lot of those songs. And Niall Rogers being a part of the group and being such a big production yeah. guru on it means they're significant. Mm-hmm. I think so. I think they were I think they were pretty great. I think Duran Duran will get into the Hall of Fame next year. Whoa. Holy Joe, shit. Got the fire. Year, the 2020 prediction. I think they're going to get in next That's year. It's a dangerous game, my friend. And if not next year, very soon. I think it's I think it's How long have they right been el- the el- corner. eligible? Long so, time. Yeah, right? they have been eligible since, since the mid 2000s. So that Do you think that their appearance 2007 is just like the harbinger of the ran? I think it's I think it could be an interesting thing cuz I could see Duran Duran, Nine Inch Nails, and Mop the Hoople, all groups that Good were God. there at the induction ceremony this year. Do you think Mop the Hoople is going to get in? I don't know. I could I... see them on the ballot. But okay. wouldn't it be interesting, and what would it kind of say if the three of those groups got in for 2020? It would be like, oh, just show up to a ceremony, and then you'll get in the next year. So I don't know. We have to Cheryl be invited Crow to, was though. there. She didn't perform. I know. But also, all three of those groups are, you can make a case for them being overdue. Nine Inch Nails, certainly. Yeah, I think so. No question about that. I think with Radiohead hey. and then, you know. But you, I think Duran Duran is really around the corner. If you think about, like, the kind of populist pick and, like, they still draw. Yeah. They still really yeah. draw an audience. They're uh, not doing county fairs. They're still doing tours. Right. Yeah. So if you think about who's next in terms of those those really popular bands and that we just had Bon Jovi and Def Leppard, I think Duran Duran can hold a candle to either of those bands easy. Yeah. And, you know, I think for a long time they were hot. You know, they were cute and that fucked them. And uh, no guitars. 
Not having the like, not playing guitars in the video made them seem like they were pansies. Oh yeah, oh that's an interesting. I didn't think about that. Yeah, the fact that the even though a lot of those tracks have great guitar uh, sounds, nobody's and, doing any musical stuff. So right. they seem like they're just actors. They're cavorting. They're yeah. cavorting around. Yeah, yep. they're yeah. just searching through the jungle. All right. So let's say they get inducted. Which band members from Duran Duran do they induct? Is it just the, the original Fab five? five? I think it has to be the original the Fab five, five plus Nile. I think you could make a case for Warren Cucurullo, okay, who was the guitar player. He like replaced Andy Taylor from eighty nine to two thousand one. Mm. So like late eighties throughout the entirety of the nineties, and he was like he wrote "Come Undone" was a track that he came up with. Mm. You know, so he wasn't just like a hired gun. He was a part of the band, and he was like writing stuff. Put him in. I don't care. Put him in. I feel like they will not do that because I think that they want to just have those five guys on the stage. The mm-hmm. visual. It's yeah. the visual. It's what it means. It's like this is and the is that, classic lineup. Do they all still play together? Is that who's still? So Andy Taylor's not in the group anymore a guy named dominic brown is the guitar player now and you wonder if they'll pull a reeves gabrels and yeah. say put in our current guitarist even though he joined you know in 2007 or something right which he obviously should not be in with them because i hate to say it but duran duran was kind of finished by 2007 <laughs> yeah but maybe he'll just perform at the event yeah but the, what happened with the cure is that robert smith that's what would have happened with this guy named reeves who joined the cure in 2012 and robert smith kind of put his foot down and said no, you give him a trophy and you induct him as part of the group, no. even though he didn't play on an album. That's ridiculous. And so yet, I wonder if they'll do that if, if a precedent has yeah, been set, think, or they'll just well, you know. Do you think? Do you think Simon is going to put his foot down? Nope. For, for this dude, for absolutely this dude. not. I think he'll be like, "Thank you, finally, we've been waiting." Yeah, <laughs> I have my speech prepared. So who inducts Duran Duran? Ooh. Roxy Music. So I think, Brian Ferry. I think that, yeah, that'd be very funny <laughs> just to flip it. I think now Rogers is a great uh, that's a good contender. Idea. That's a great yeah. one. He'd give a great speech. He really loves them. You yeah, know, he that's was a great idea. Kind of a member of the band. What about JT? Can you get JT to come? If that you can be... get Justin Timberlake, you've done a good job. Now he's he's inducted people before, Who but it's been a induct? while. He inducted Madonna and he inducted the OJs. What? Yeah. So he's shown up, but that was like back 2005, 2008. Yeah, he was still looking for credibility back then. But, you know, he loves Duran Duran. Like, who, maybe he'll show up for his boys. Who would be that guy or or gal that represents that today that could say, I, you know, have followed that continuum? Yeah, like Taylor Swift kind of thing. Like, who could do it for Duran Duran? The guy from uh, My Chemical... Maybe uh, from, uh, Mark Ronson? Oh, that's a good Mark one. Mark Ronson would be. He's working with them and he loves them. I think that Mark Ronson is too British. Like, I think he's big here, but he's not as big because he's, you know what I mean? But like, they're British too. So. Oh, of course. But like there is, it is such an American, I guess to me, Mark Ronson is not that, is not a bigger draw than like any of the other names we sure. said. Yeah. He's more contemporary, but like. The kids don't go nuts for Mark Ronson. They like Sam his music. Smith? You think anyone of that age, if especially from the UK, would care about Duran Duran? But I don't know what the if there is a connection there. Yeah, it could be a generation too far. Mm-hmm. Pink, pink, pink. Does she love Duran Duran? For, I, it was on the Wikipedia. She certainly <laughs> had what, what an eighties influence. Yeah, they music. list like people who have said before that they're influenced by the group, oh. and that was one of the ones that stuck out. It's like, oh, she's very famous and get her to sing hungry like the wolf yeah wouldn't you love to mm. see that i think yes. that would be so good so what uh what songs do you think they would play so they usually play three now it seems like they're playing four 
uh, or so. They, if they were inducted, they would headline. I think that. Yeah, yeah they, they, would. they would. Well, the if end. they were the populist, pick, yeah, because there's not going to be another populist band that would get on if they got in. Not to in, this level. Hopefully, I don't think so. They would. I would think you'd have to do "Hungry Like the Wolf." Yep. Yeah. And then even though it's from the same album, I think you kind of got to do Rio too. Yep. Um, Ordinary World because it's a ballad, so you kind of have a come down. Mm-hmm. And then Notorious. You could find, I'm sure, some hip hop act that could induct them too. Maybe I feel like oh, they could induct Duran Duran. Yeah, I feel like there's there's a subsection of black culture that respects them because of the funkiness of the, the funkiness and the style and the Nile Rodgers of it all. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, Dave, I, thank you so much for coming you. on the podcast. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, I think we all learned something valuable. Where can people find you online? I'm at, excuse me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I'm at Dave underscore Schilling on Twitter. Great. Check out um, all my Duran Duran related tweets there. Perfect. All yeah. five of them. Maybe there'll be more by There's, the time this goes up. There will be more. No doubt there will be more. Uh, and anything else you want to plug? Uh, no, not really. Just that. Hell yeah. yeah. I always feel uh, insignificant when I don't have more to plug, but <laughs> such is life. Find them online. Uh, and then we're at Rock Hall Pod on Twitter, rockhallpod at gmail.com. Send us a note. We like that. It makes us feel nice. Yes. Uh, if you want Maybe. Kristen to read it, uh, say uh, that Kristen should read it. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Rate and review us. Five stars only. We've gotten some reviews recently, and it's been Hell very yeah. nice. yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. I'll go check those out. Uh, we want to thank Mike Lloyd for the logo, Yusuke Kim for the music. We want to thank uh, Pantheon Podcast for hosting us. Hell yeah. Thanks again, Dave, so much for doing this. Had a no lot problem. of fun. Hashtag induct Duran Duran. Yes. Uh, Whoa. <laughs> Why not? Joe, do you stand Duran Duran? Do you love them? I think they're fine. Okay. And they're good. Like, I think the the singles, you look at them and it's like, oh, this is a fun party band and I can get behind well, a band that's just that. Well, and they seem like they would be played often on the type of radio stations that you enjoy. A Jack FM, a... a do they make it a K-Earth? Do they make it onto classic rock radio at they all? They don't. No. That's a no. weird distinction. New Wave does not, is not part of classic rock. Yeah, but there will be some bros. Do the Cure make it onto no classic rock radio yeah. at all? Okay, so no New Wave. And if you count you two. Which... Steps for chicks, dude. <laughs> Too much makeup. Yeah. Well, uh, thanks so much for listening. Again, I'm Joe Bazala. I'm Chris Sutter. Who cares? What about the rock call? The doctor said I need about three weeks of recovery. But the nurses is loving me, saying the best part of the day is my half. Feeding me breakfast and giving me a sponge bath. Niggas say I died dead in the streets. Sonic has something delicious for you. Hey, announcer guy, that's your cue. Try the new Sonic Steak and Bacon Grilled Cheese. Savory steak mixed with grilled onions topped with crispy bacon and melty American cheese, plus creamy mayo and tangy barbecue sauce. Or try it spicy with zesty cheese sauce and jalapenos. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm definitely craving that previously mentioned thing. Sonic Steak and Bacon Grilled Cheese. Mmm, Sonic. Limited time only or participating Sonic drive-ins. Have you ever lifted a piece of furniture and found the carpet underneath looks brand new while the rest of it looks, well, not brand new? That's when you realize you need new carpeting. At The Home Depot, we have a wide selection of all the top brands. Best of all, we'll install it for you. And even better than best of all, we install it free. So all you need to do is choose from our hundreds of styles and colors. Start your installation today at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Minimum purchase of $4.99. Exclusions apply. U.S. only. See store for details. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.